0: Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome to the FTN NBA Podcast with your hosts, Adam Pfeiffer and Joe Metz. Presented by the FTN Network. This two-man fast break runs you through the best cash and tournament options for every game on today's slate.
2: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the FTN Fantasy NBA Podcast, presented by Fade the Noise. Adam Pfeiffer here. Joe Metz not with us, and uh, apologies for not having the pod the first couple days of the week. Uh, but Joe is being lazy and not wanting to do the—no, Joe Joe's a new dad. So congratulations to Joe. Uh, he'll be back hopefully this weekend, but well-deserved— Time off from him. Uh, so joining me on the pod tonight, Javi, Javi Prolezzo, the man, the myth, the legend from FTN Daily, doing God knows what basketball, football, you know, esports. I mean, everything probably. Javi, what's up, man? Thanks for filling in. How is your Tuesday night going?
1: Man, it's going good. I'm a little disappointed. Uh, we're talking about this offline, but uh, Chef Steph is not doing uh, what he needs to, so I need Chef Curry to step it up a little bit, but doing great, man. I'm excited for this, and uh, don't forget hockey's back tomorrow, too.
2: Great yeah, day. yeah, I mean, hockey is, I talked about this with Chris Meaney, who's doing a ton of our hockey stuff, I started writing about sports with the NHL, so, yeah, it's a weirder season, What's fifty 55, 56 games or something like that? Yeah, it's a shorter season,
1: not too much going on, but it's... Uh, it's gonna be fun, man. I I'm, I'm pumped. It's gonna
2: be a good time. Yeah, it just adds to all the content that we have over at FTN. So check that out. And yeah, I think the Flyers play the Penguins tomorrow. And I'm a Flyers. I'm a Flyers guy, so I'll have to watch that game for sure. Um, but all right, let's get into these games. We had we have eight games on Wednesday night. We're supposed to have ten, and two got postponed, which is kind of the 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 norm now in mm-hmm. the NBA with the health protocols and the COVID stuff. So. Ten-game slate turns into eight. We'll start with Dallas and Charlotte. A lot of pieces in this game, speaking of COVID stuff. I mean, Dallas continues to be shorthanded. No Josh Richardson, no Jalen Brunson, no Dorian Finney-Smith, no Maxie Kleber, and no Dwight Powell. Kristaps mm-hmm. Porzingis was supposed to make his debut um, the other day. I think it was Monday, but that yep. game ended up getting postponed. So it looks like Porzingis is probable. And, I mean, Javi, we have to expect a minute's limit from him, right? I mean, he hasn't played a game since August
1: yeah no for sure i I think he's gonna be around 20 25 minutes so uh, unfortunately that kind of knocks him out of fantasy relevance for tomorrow again it's it's just a minute's risk i mean he's he's pretty cheap at 8400 on dk but uh that's not the route i want to go but with with everybody's you know out pretty much um they're losing um starters with richardson and finney smith that's uh, that's you know there's a little bit of usage up, not a a crazy ton but um it's, it's, it's going to be interesting because Cleaver is a, a new one out. He wasn't out the last time around. So this is a uh, – if, if I had to guess, uh, Porzingis, I mean, he was running the five last year. He might be running the four this year with Colley Stein at center. Um, it looks like Dwight Powell's also out. So maybe some Boban run. I don't know, man. Eddie, Fast Eddie Fear is going to be pumped up about that. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the target though I want is, is Luka. Uh, even with Kristaps back, I think Luca's too cheap uh, at ten eight, 8 And uh, the targets have been – you know, against the Charlotte Hornets, they're one of the worst uh, defense defensive efficiency teams in the league, and I mean they're they're not good. They're not good, and a lot of GPPs have been taken down from targeting Charlotte. So I like the Dallas side more than anything. I mean, you can get some value pieces here, but Trey Burke at forty nine hundred is a little too expensive for my blood. Um, he should get some good run though. Uh, Tim Hardaway sixty nine hundred too expensive. So it's really Luca, and that's it for me.
2: Yeah, I mean, Luka at 108 definitely seems too cheap. You have Luka and Giannis on the slate. Um if I'm choosing one of them, I'm choosing Luka. Like some people are going to be worried about Porzingis being back and playing maybe 18 to 23 minutes or something like that, but like this is still Luka who when he when Porzingis was on the floor last year, I mean, Luka still had a 35% usage rate, a 26% rebounding rate and a 26% assist rate. So and then you had the fact that they also still had when when Porzingis was there last year. They still had Seth uh, Seth Curry. They still had Tim Hardaway Jr. They still had other guys like these guys. Other than Tim Hardaway Jr., are not playing. Like they don't have anybody. So I'm perfectly cool going to Luca without a doubt. The question is like, do you take a shot on if we think Porzingis plays maybe 18 to 22 minutes or something? Do you take a shot on Willie Cauley Stein because the matchup is so good? They don't have Dwight Powell. They don't have Kleber he's 4100 he's played he's averaging like 24 minutes per game over his last 3 i mean he could still play 25 in this game because you know boban's minutes are still going to be like very really hard to trust um yeah it's interesting cuz yeah, charlotte's a really bad interior defense
1: yeah they're they're terrible interior i mean they're, they're even terrible like next your side it's just bad all around so um uh, i mean i, I kind of wish Kristoff was on uh was out because then yeah. i would play boban uh at three K, but yeah, because Porzingis is there, I don't know. Well, who knows what the, teams don't like to play Bobon, even though he's a great fantasy minute producer. Uh so I, I don't know. I, I think Kali Stein is interesting, especially if he starts. You know, if he starts at the five and Porzingis at the four, I think Kali Stein is definitely in play.
2: Yeah, same with James Johnson who should get more run with Finney Smith and and Richardson and these guys out. Um you know when Porzingis is off the floor, he could play some power forward in this game. Um, especially against PJ Washington, I guess on a matchup where James James Johnson can't play the four, and he's a guy that gets Ooh. a lot of uh, assists. Um, for you know more, he's kind of like a point forward, so he wouldn't be the worst option. Though I don't think he's gonna get a ton of assists playing with Luca. Um, what about the Charlotte side? I mean, they're starting to get priced up because Gordon Hayward's playing really well. Lamelo Ball's been fantastic as of late. I was looking at the numbers over the last two weeks for Lamelo, uh, LaMelo Ball. He is second on the team in usage rate at twenty three percent over Rozier over Devonte Graham. He's averaging 1.43 fantasy points per minute. I mean, he just shot three of 13 last game, but he still had nearly 45 fantasy points because he gets so many peripherals.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, he's uh, he's had double-digit rebounds in three straight games. He's had a double-digit assist um, in one of the last three, but he had nine in one of those games. Um, and the points are there, so I like it quite a bit. Uh, I think this is a good spot for for Lamelo. I think if you want to go Luca and bring it back with Lamelo, I, I don't hate that. I wish it was starting. I really do. Uh, it's but, only I mean, a matter of time, right? like, Yeah, I mean, he's still getting 30, 31 minutes. Like, he's gotten 30 and 31 minutes the last two games before that 26 and 24. But, I mean, if he's going to get those high minutes in the low 30s, I'm okay with that, and I'm okay with going this. I mean, he's a little expensive. I'm expecting to be 8K, though, by the end of the year, Adam. I'm calling it now. Oh, easy. Uh, yeah, but as of right now, I think you could still play LaMelo. It's a, it's a GPP play more than anything else because uh, there's other plays that I, I like here. Um, but I, I think I'm uh, – I think, I, I think I'm on the LaMelo and, and Luka train tomorrow. Uh, they might be – I'll definitely put them in a lineup together.
2: Yeah, I don't know who else I like from Sh- – like, Hayward's fine, but, like, he's – his peripherals aren't great. Um, and now he's – you know, he's he's still – I don't want to say now he's 8K because he's been around the 8K range. I just, almost every slate, for whatever reason, find myself playing guys around him more. Um, mm-hmm. So I've not re- really been on Hayward this year. I like targeting centers against Dallas because they're allowing the highest field goal percentage at the rim in the NBA. But Porzing- Porzingis is back and he can protect the rim a little bit in those 18 20 minutes he'll play. So that kind of takes me off like a cheap Bismack Biombo. PJ Washington at 6,300 is a little too expensive for me. Uh, like Charlotte's prices, I just don't love them. Like Devontae Graham and Rozier are relatively cheap, but their production's fallen off a bit since LaMelo Ball has play- gone from like 18 to 25 minutes and now playing 30 to 32 each game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's risky. So I, I agree. Um, I don't know why they're priced up so much. And I mean, I want nothing to do with Devonte Graham, Terry Rozier, um, PJ Washington. It's interesting. But since Hoff is back, I, I don't want to go there. Uh, it's just too expensive for my blood. So yeah. I mean, for me, it's just a mellow ball and, and move on really.
2: All right. Speaking of moving on, let's move on to the next game, which could be a potential blowout. This will be the third meeting between Milwaukee and Detroit uh, bucks favored by 11 227 total. Um I mean you have Luka we talked about so now there's Giannis who's you know in a vacuum like 10 6 for Giannis is really intriguing he's you know usually 11k 11 11 2 there's a the concern that he only plays 27 28 minutes here but even in this spot I mean we know how efficient Giannis is you know one one and a half fantasy points per minute how much interest would you have in Giannis here how much are you worried about the blowout I mean it's an incredible spot Detroit they're such a bad team they're a bad transition defense where Giannis is like at his best, uh, Detroit allowing the six most points per game in transition and the fifth highest field goal percentage in transition, and Giannis easily leads the league in transition points per game, nearly 10 per game. So Giannis, I mean, this is always an interesting spot with Giannis when he's underpriced a little bit. He's in a spot where Milwaukee is our huge favorites, and we know Milwaukee in the past will only play him 27, 28 minutes in games that are well ahead. We saw it last game against Orlando where he played 27 minutes. But at the same time, there aren't many players that can go for 60 fantasy points in 28 minutes like Giannis can.
1: Yeah, he, he did it once against Chicago this year already. He went 28 minutes and 65 points. Why worry the minutes? I mean, he, he's gone over 30 minutes in half his games, but it's really the low 30s. I mean, he's you've seen 36 twice and 38 once, but other than that, it's pretty low minutes. Huh? It seems like they're limiting him a little bit. So that worries me a a ton, especially the blowout risk against Detroit. So he did get 36 minutes. The first time they played against Detroit and he had 61 uh, DK points. So I'm hoping he does it again. Cause uh, again, this is just an amazing matchup. This is the third time they played Detroit in the last five games, which, uh, which is pretty wild. uh, If you ask me, so um, really I'm okay going honest here. Um, again, the, the blowout risk is there. I wouldn't go overweight because I do fear a blowout. Um, Really, it's just Giannis from this game. I don't want yeah, to play tough. anybody from Detroit. I don't want to play anybody else from Milwaukee. This is a tough, tough game. Um, the, the only guy that's interesting to me is Josh Jackson because uh, he was he was actually crushing it. You know, He was starting. He was getting some minutes. Um, he saw 28, 29, 26 minutes uh, where he had 40 fantasy points, 32, then 19, and then he got injured, and he's been limited ever since. You know, he hasn't, He's gone 20, 10, and 10. But if he starts and he's going to get minutes and he's not limited, I like Josh Jackson here. Um, it's not the best matchup, obviously, going against Milwaukee but at forty five hundred. He's a good he's a good salary saver. But again, I only want him if he starts, uh, and that's it, really. I mean, it's Giannis. Um, you know, I don't like to play Drew Holiday or Chris Middleton when Giannis is is healthy. That's a, I hate
2: um, I hate yeah. hate because I write up the game by game article. Uh, mm-hmm. Me and Joe take turns this week. I'm doing it every every week every day since Joe's uh, away with. His lady and the new baby. Uh, Like, I hate the Milwaukee games when they're comfortable favorites and they're full strength. Because it's like, okay, you can always play Giannis if you want. But then, like, Chris Middleton's a great player. But 8200 for him, I just... I always find other players I like that have a higher ceiling. He's really safe, but... I just... It's tough when the honest is healthy. And then Drew How to have played... Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long.
0: Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here?
1: Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived.
0: Spring? Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
2: Once this year, Girardi's usage rate is down 8% from last year when he was with the Pelicans. Like, he he has no ceiling right now on on this team. Um, Same with DiVincenzo. And then Brooke Lopez is 5K, like, Brook Lopez has to get like five blocks for you to feel good about it because his his ceiling for rebounds is like five. Like it's just Milwaukee's so frustrating not frustrating because they're just a good team, but they're they're so not appealing in fantasy when they're all at full strength. And then Detroit, like I love Jeremy Grant. I love him. He's been awesome this year. But do you really want to pay seventy nine hundred for him? I don't not know. Not in if this I do. matchup right and then who no, else do you play from Detroit here. I mean Blake Griffin's been terrible he has Blake Griffin's fourth on this team in usage rate his rebounding rate's like under 20 percent he's not getting a lot of rebounds bad matchup and then yeah like yeah. you get Derek Rose is is hurt and not playing huge minutes DeLon Wright's 5k um you know Miles Plumlee's minutes aren't even that or Mason Plumlee's minutes aren't even that consistent like it's it's, it's ugly we yeah that's why Josh Jackson
1: yeah, Josh Jackson at forty five hundred is the only guy. But again, I want him to start. Like, yeah, he's been a high usage he,
2: guy when he's on the floor for yeah. him. Yeah. So
1: yeah, but now like ever since he came back from injury, he's just been a different player, like less player. I, obviously, he's still banged up, is my guess. But yeah,
2: I think he is. Yeah. It's, it was an ankle injury. He missed a handful of games, and he has he hasn't been playing the minutes the last couple. But if like you said, yeah, if we get thick. word he's starting, that means maybe he's he's cleared from that injury, and he's a guy that can mm-hmm. rack up peripherals and. Uh, again Milwaukee plays fast so that's 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 good for a player like Josh Jackson it's just
1: but I I fear a 30 point Milwaukee win here
2: (laughs) yeah it's I mean Detroit is really bad but look if you want to tell yourself a story and you think if you play Giannis and you if you you know maybe if you play Giannis lineup run it back with Grant or somebody in case you know because if Giannis plays full minutes he's going for like 60 and then that means Detroit probably kept it close enough so we will see Brooklyn at New York. Um, so Brooklyn played on Tuesday night. It came out about an hour before we hopped on the podcast that Kevin Durant is going to play. So there was there was some concern that he'd sit on the second end of the back-to-back. But he said he's going to play. Uh, Javi, I mean, Kevin Durant without Kyrie Irving at 9400 9, is just is just too cheap. Uh, it's just yeah, too cheap.
1: I, 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 I'm locking him. I, again, it's, it's stupid. Like, I don't know what DK's doing. Uh, 9400 how do you not lock in this guy? Um, they did on Tuesday night. I'll be doing North. it again here. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why he's not over 10K. It's just uh, it's ridiculous to me. I, I don't care about New York being, you know, a top 10 defense and playing at a slow pace. I don't care. It's Kevin Durant. Uh, Brooklyn's playing at a fast pace, so they're going to make New York play at a fast pace. So I like Kevin Durant, and that's really it. Again, I, it seems like I have a limited player pool, especially these early games, uh, but Karis Levert can't be trusted with KD on the floor. It, it's obvious, like. You play Levert when Kyrie and Durant are off. But when one of these guys is on, it's not really... There's, the ceiling's capped. You know, I, I can see uh, Levert doing well, but he, he didn't even start tonight. Like he, he didn't even see 30 minutes. So at 8K, no thanks. I'll pass on Levert. It's Kevin Durant, lock button. And when I say lock button, I mean I hate going 100%, but I'll have him in 80%, 90% of my lineups for sure.
2: Yeah, I think price included and in everything, he's the best play in the league. I, I just... I was expecting to open this slate up and see him like ten one, ten two, and I still would have interest. But at ninety four hundred, it's just it's just impossible not to consider him as arguably the best play on the slate. Jared Allen is somewhat interesting. DeAndre Jordan, like he was already separating himself from DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan was a DNP tonight. Uh, didn't even step on the floor. That's pretty interesting. Maybe they were you know saving him for you know in case they want to scale back Allen's minutes on the second of back to back, but. Um, you know, he was very, very bad tonight. Jared Allen didn't do much in his 36 minutes. Uh, he's not a high usage guy, but he can get a lot of rebounds. I think he's someone interesting in tournaments. If he's going to keep playing these minutes, uh, especially against a New York interior that give up the, uh, let's see the fifth most points per game to the pick and, uh, to the roll man out of the pick and roll. I, c- I think he could be interesting in tournaments. Same with the center from the other side of this game. That's Robinson. Oh, yeah. Oh, he, yeah. i
1: i I like the other side a lot
2: I yeah I, I like I like Mr Robinson a lot last game, and he 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 delivered double doubled had two blocks, two steals New Orleans noel when when this season started, I thought he was gonna be more of a uh, factor in this team, but Robinson's playing consistent minutes as of late, he is getting a ton of rebounding opportunities, and he's always interesting when he's in that like fifty six to fifty nine hundred price range, which he is right now. And this is a good – I mean the Nets, we've targeted centers against the Nets for a couple of years in a row now. Brooklyn is allowing the fifth most rebounds per game to centers, the third most points per game off putbacks. And Robinson has like a 40% frequency rate off putbacks. Like it's all he does, but he gets blocks. Uh, I think he's – I think both these centers are interesting in tournaments. But if I had to pick one, I'll take the savings and go to Mitchell Robinson.
1: Yeah, I, I like both. Um, you know, one of the first – I like to do some placeholder lineups and not really change um, – much with the lineup, of course, unless, like, some ultimate value opens up like we had with the Heat today. But um, one of the first lineups I did was Kevin Durant with Julius Rando and Mitchell Robinson. Like, mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a shootout. Uh, I like doing a little mini-game stack here of 2-1, and I think both are in play. You know, Jared Allen, he's been struggling defense. Like, Jokic ate his lunch today. Like, he just tore him up. It wasn't even – yeah, wasn't even there joking. there's what this like doing?
2: notion yeah. that a lot of people view shot blockers as good defenders, but like just because you help off def- off ball and block a shot doesn't mean you're a good defender. It Means you're an advantageous shot blocker. But like when like when he's in you know man to man defense, like Jared Allen's not that good. Like they're, they're just, they're just Julius Randle, by the way. Yeah, like prices come down. The production was bad last game, but I mean. The game stays close he and J- rj barrett are playing 38 minutes like it just it's just
1: happening oh yeah for sure and then that's the thing if it stays close brooklyn's coming off a you know the second night of a back-to-back i, I think this game does stay close um randall you know screwed us last time around I, I liked him a lot going against charlotte and he laid an egg and i think you know he'll come back he's getting 40 43 minutes you know um he's gone over 40 minutes in two of his last five games and then he saw 38 minutes another game um He's gonna put up points. He has one of the highest ceilings on the slate, so I, I like Julius Randle quite a bit, and I like Mitchell Robinson too. I'm I'm down for chasing now. He's it seems like he's getting consistent consistent minutes. So uh, if he's gonna keep playing upwards of thirty minutes, Mitchell Robinson at that price is just way too cheap.
2: Hopefully, Tom Thibodeau's dude Taj Gibson, who's making his debut, doesn't just come in and play twenty minutes because that would be super tilting. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him though. Yeah, like Thibodeau yeah, just plays the guys. It Um, yeah, then like Alfred Payton's way too expensive for me at 6,600, not going there. RJ Barrett, 7,100, I'd probably use in like a game stack, but other than that, like the floor is pretty high because he's playing 38 minutes a night. His rebounding has been pretty solid, but, um, inconsistent scoring, um, doesn't offer many other stats in terms of assists. So yeah. Anything else from that game?
1: No, I mean, that's it. You you hit the nail on the head with Elf Payne. I I don't want Elf Payne anymore. Like I said, I've said this on multiple live streams, but like Elf Payne's, uh, he's he's a tough guy to trust with all the guards waiting in the wings. So uh, I mean, I barely played him
2: when Rivers and Smith and Quickly were all out. So when with these guys healthy, Rivers started the other day, uh, played thirty seven minutes. Like I'd play him over Peyton pretty easily. All right. Yeah,
1: I don't think I'm gonna go there. It's it's mainly the big guys, though. No, I
2: agree. Memphis at Minnesota. Uh, Timberwolves are 2.5-point favorites at home. It's a a 2.19.5 total. Carlton Towns returned the other night from his wrist injury, then sat on the second of back-to-back. Coach Ryan Saunders said that he expects Towns to play in this game. So let's start there. Cat, 9,800. In his first game back, he played 37 minutes, had a 30% usage rate, scored 54 fantasy points. Pretty good spot against Memphis. How much do you like Towns here?
1: Yeah, I know it's funny because he said, "Oh, yeah, we're gonna monitor Towns' minutes." And that obviously didn't happen. It's Lying like it's, it's, it was a, it's a
2: wrist injury. It's not like it was a foot or like yeah, ankle. Yeah. Like, as long as it doesn't start to hurt in the middle of the game, like he'll, he should play his normal minutes.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. But just uh, I'm, you know, Ryan Sonder, Saunders is a liar. Coach speak. You know, <laughs> we talk about this all the time. Uh, no, I, I think Towns is in a good spot here. Uh, my, my thing is though do I want to pay up for him uh, in this, you know, Memphis has been better defensively. They've been playing at a slower pace and that's probably why they've been better defensively. Um, I, I think it's interesting for towns. I, I don't think he'll get a lot of ownership. So I'm, I'm really interested actually to see what his ownership is throughout the day. Cause he is too cheap. Like I think 9,800 is not the right price for towns. He should be 11 K guy. And if he gets full run, then yeah, this is a great matchup for him, uh, where he can pick on, on Valanchunas and, and Clark, you know? Um, uh, on, on the other side, I don't want to touch D'Lo Russell because um, D'Lo right now, uh, it, it seems like his usage is just way down whenever Towns is in. It, it's just a, a, a steep drop for him. So I, I don't want to go anybody else from the Minnesota side. Um, you know, I hate to just say play Towns and that's it. Uh, but That's Edwards, you can't trust. Yeah, Edwards, you can't trust. Colbert, Edwards would be the, the only
2: thing. one I'd consider, but only in tournaments because I think it's a matter of time before he starts over Jarrett Culver, and he's a high usage player. But at the same time, in the three games he's played alongside Towns, when Towns is on the floor, his usage rate's like sixteen percent. So at four thousand eight hundred, like I don't think you need to go there. But he's someone to kind of like keep an eye on because I think he's going to enter the starting lineup sooner or later.
1: I hope so. I mean, they wasted that high draft pick for him, so. Um, <laughs> Why not? Like throw him in there. I get it. You know, I'm I'm the guy that that says you know wait wait till you know the kid's ready to keep his confidence up, and then once he's ready, put him in the starting lineup. I think you throw him in there. Minnesota's um, the not going nowhere. You know, just play him. Yeah, yeah. D'Lo Russell and, and Beasley take up some usage too, so that's also something to keep in mind. Beasley at 6,700, definitely not touching that. Uh, D'Lo at, at 81, no thanks. Um, he, it seems like he's hit or miss this year. Um, he's had a few ceiling games, but with Towns back, you know, his ceiling's limited. So it's really just Towns and move on. And then from the Minnesota side, I want to play everybody from, from Memphis, to be honest, because Minnesota is not good. Defensively. So play a fast pacer, one of the worst in defensive efficiency uh, towards the bottom. So um, Dylan Brooks is interesting at, at 6,600. I think he's priced a little too high for my blood, but he's definitely in play there. Uh, Brandon Clark also is interesting. Um, I don't want to touch slow-mo at 6,400 Kyle Anderson. I think that's too expensive. But 5,800 Brandon Clark, uh, I mean, he's getting upwards of 30 minutes. The last three games, he's done it. Uh, he's only, you know, he's had 22 DK points and 45 and 26. So it's very inconsistent. So it, it comes with risk. I think these Memphis guys are more GPP plays, but I think they're great GPP plays.
2: Yeah, I agree. I've been chasing Val as like a really, really – Low rostered tournament player for in a couple spots this year. It hasn't worked out all that well. I'm going to do it again tonight. He's under 7K after a bad game. Minnesota's terrible defensively. They allow the second most paint points per game. Joe Val's averaging nine paint, paint touches per game. That's the ninth most in the league. They're also allowing the most post-up points per game, where Joe is averaging the fifth most post-up points per game. His usage rate's solid with John Moran off the floor. His minutes, we've always talked about Joe Val as a guy that Max is out around 25, 26 minutes, but he's been hovering around the 30-minute range. He obviously only played four. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long.
0: Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here?
1: Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has
0: arrived. Sure. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration Event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency
2: restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4 1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Team against Brooklyn, where he had to come out in the first half uh, due to contact tracing. But other than that, he's been around you know 26 to 30 with you know upside and closer games for like 32. And because of how efficient of a point per minute player he is, he doesn't need he he doesn't need to play thirty five minutes, especially now that he's under six seven uh, k against a really bad Minnesota defense. And I do like Dylan Brooks; he's a thirty percent usage rate with John Rand off the floor. That's the highest mark on the team. So if I had to pick two players, it would be Brooks and Valanciunas, and then like Tyus Jones at sixty two hundred. Been good the last two games. Don't love the price. Like the Anthony Melton is still playing around twenty minutes a game. I, I just think you can find better plays, but if you're stacking the game, like I guess you can go like Tyus and then Joe Val and run it back with T- Cat or something if you wanted to.
1: Um, the Anthony is
2: interesting. So
1: I, I played I, him the other night I, against kind of, Cleveland. Yeah. Didn't work he, out, but. Yeah, I mean, he, he didn't really. I mean, he, he, he didn't kill you, but he didn't do what we wanted him to do. I mean, 15 at, at 3,800. Yeah, obviously we want more. Um, it seems like, you know, he's going to get minutes in the the high teens, low 20s. Um he did close out two games there, so uh, it is interesting. But uh, you know, going against Minnesota, I think he's definitely a play. Uh, you know, we're kind of we're not getting the gifted Seventy Sixers and Miami Heat value we've gotten the last two nights. So uh, you know, we got to find value somewhere. And D'Anthony Melted, I like him as as a you know one of my top value plays here at four K. But again, the minutes, the lack of minutes is risky.
2: Yeah, it's a good point. Like w- the last two slates we had, just play the Sixers, then play the Heat. We're not going to have that here. I mean, the game's already got yeah. postponed that we're, we're missing players. Um, so this will be the first test in a couple nights to actually find some value. And they're really, I mean, we'll see if the next game, if somebody sits, but there's really not a lot of players on in the injury report either. So very, very interesting to talk about with uh, differences with this slate. But let's go to the Lakers and Thunder. Uh, second end of the back-to-back for both these teams Anthony Davis on the injury report. He's questionable with a toe. LeBron is expected to play because LeBron's questionable every game, but he plays. Davis, I think, is actually legitimately questionable. Um, he he jammed his toe in the in the game against Houston. Second in back to back. Yeah, of course he did. Very possible he sits. So if he plays, I love him at nine k. Like he hasn't had a huge, huge, monstrous game in a while because the Lakers have been blowing teams out the last couple of nights, particularly Houston. But he's still been really good, and the Thunder are a terrible post up defense. They're bottom five in the league. That's why I loved Aldrich tonight. Um at nine K for Davis, that that is the lowest price I've seen him at in maybe forever. So thoughts on the Lakers if Davis plays, and if he doesn't play, you obviously have Trez and Kyle Kuzma and some of these other guys, and maybe I mean, it might not even matter because Taylor Horton Tucker has been really coming along for them anyway, but thoughts on the Lakers yeah. here
1: yeah no anthony davis price i when i saw that i was like wait what julius Randle costs more than him that's crazy to me you know uh anthony davis he's going to be the, the the second guy i click with Durant if he plays um i get it he's banged up i think he does have a legitimate shot at sitting so if he does lebron james is my lock button with Durant. and lebron's
2: so, too cheap too like LeBron's 9600
1: yeah um i he, he he's. I don't understand what DK is doing with these prices. Like <laughs> the only reason I might not get to Luca and John, and Giannis tomorrow is because I might play LeBron and KD. Right. Like the prices are too cheap. There's a chance that uh, AD has a good chance of sitting. So um, if that's the case, those are the two guys I'm going to pretty much click my lock button because OKC is bad. OKC is uh, should have. You know they're in a smash. Must- spot today against the spurs and they did nothing they underperformed and you know they're a young team they got a lot of uh, ups and downs, uh, more downs than ups I, sh- I guess you can say and it's tough to get away from this and and you can find some great value like if kyle kuzma starts um i want to play kuzma but only if he starts for some reason he don't, they don't like him again i don't think he's good either uh but he needs to get he needs to get the starting nod for me to play him over 80 like, if he starts. Um, if Markeith Morris starts over AD, I'll play Markeith Morris. Again, we're start for value on this slate. Yeah. I believe they um, started so.
2: Markeith the last time Davis sat, too, so.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, they, they did start Morris over Kuzma, which was weird. But I would love for them to, to start uh, Taylor Horton Tucker, though, because he's, he's a stud. I, I feel like he's a stud. He was a, he was a preseason stud, and I think he's going to be good, and he's he's heating up. Like, today he didn't do as well, but the the game before that, he crushed the Rockets. So, um It depends on who's starting here, but again, be on the lookout for news. Play play LeBron if AD is out. Uh, I don't want to touch OKC. Uh, I don't want to run back anybody with them. They're just bad. Um, You know, I played Baisley today. He started off hot. Uh, I thought he was going to be a smash play because uh, I feel like he's too cheap and he has some high upside, but, you know, he's getting 30, 33 minutes on a game on average, and he's not doing anything with it the last three games. Uh, He had a little stretch there where he was doing great, but, you know, him, Shea Gilgus-Alexander, who's not my favorite guy, obviously. Uh, these guys are just—they're uh, inconsistent, and I'm not going to trust them until I see more consistency, especially in a matchup against the Lakers.
2: Yeah, and the other part is they're they are running a relatively deep rotation, but the problem is that their starters, like Horford and George Hill, are maxing out at 28 minutes because they're not trying to play these guys huge minutes in a rebuilding year. Um, yeah. Let me ask you this. If Al Horford sits on the second end of back-to-back, would you have any interest in punting with Isaiah Roby, who last time Horford sat, played 24 minutes – or sorry, 28 minutes, got the start, and went 19-7? Not the greatest matchup, but also would be less worrisome if Davis did sit on the other end as well.
1: Yeah. No, I I think it's a great play. Um, You know, he's going to run into Marcus All defense more than than Davis probably. Mm -hmm. But, um, again, I I, I like it. So um, I I think Roby – he left the game early, but I think he came back in afterwards, so he's totally in play. Uh, if him or Muscala, whoever starts there, I'm going to play. I think they start Muscala to stretch the floor out, maybe, because he, he's got some range there. But uh, Roby's got a little shot, too, a little sneaky shot at there as well. I'm not saying it's a good one, but um, I want whoever starts there, for sure, if Horford sits.
2: Yeah, I think there's a very strong possibility that Horford does sit, but we will see. Moving on to Atlanta and Phoenix up next. Um Pretty interesting game here. I mean, we just saw Phoenix get absolutely boat raced by Washington of all teams. Uh, Galinari still out for Atlanta. Clint Capella is also on the injury report with a uh, hand, hand soreness. He's questionable. If he sits, um, we'll probably see uh, a Kung will get more run, and then John Collins hopefully would play just more center, which would be great for him because his rebounds have been a little bit underwhelming since Capella has been back. Um, let's start with the Hawks though. I mean, Phoenix has been a pretty good defensive team this year, but they're still, this is still a game that could go back and forth, you know, relatively fast paced game. Trey Young, 8,900. He's been really bad, not really bad, but you know, two of his last three games have been really bad. Um, bounced back a little bit against Philly last game, but again, another really cheap price tag for a player that we know is really talented.
1: Yeah. I mean he's 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 clearly too cheap. This guy was upwards of ten K every every game. So he's definitely in play in your player pool. But again I, I think my focus would be around LeBron and K D, but um you know, I like the hedge. I like to um basically switch the superstar li- uh around in, in different lineups. So uh Trey Young's definitely one I can see there. I mean we just saw the Washington Wizards just smoke the Phoenix Suns. I mean, it wasn't even close. The thing about this game that worries me is yeah, Atlanta plays at a fast pace. Um it's going to make Phoenix go fast. It's just Phoenix playing so slow. And I think it's just because Chris Paul's there. You know, Chris Paul's very methodical. He's very slow. He's not going to like just push it down the floor. So uh, I, I think it's a little risky, but I, I do like, um, you know, running, running Trey Young here, uh, potentially with Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter. I've been playing Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter all, all year. I think they're progressing into to better players, you know, in their sophomore year. So I like those guys in, in a plus matchup. Phoenix, yeah, they've been playing better defensively because of the slower pace, but they're going to have to push the pace up a little bit. And we saw what happens uh, when the, we saw what happens last. We saw what happened last time when the Wizards did that; it, they just smoked them. So mm-hmm. there's a good, a good chance of this being a close game and high scoring. Sneaky, sneaky little game stack here on both sides.
2: If Clint Capella is out, how much do you like John Collins? Um, hopefully, he plays like- more center because that's he's just a better fantasy producer because his rebounding is more consistent but with capella off the floor the season 25% usage rate 31% rebounding rate and 1.2 fantasy points per minute 7k like i've i've played john collins a handful of times this year it's been a little it's been a little frustrating but even if capella was out like at 7k i think i'd be interested just at that price alone but if he's or if he's in i should say but if he's out at 7k i mean he becomes really really solid
1: no, he becomes one of the leader options if Capella's out. If he's in, I'm not touching that. I haven't touched John Collins all year because I knew Capella would do that. So, um, you know, he's going to, you know, hog all the rebounds there. And I think Collins will move to center. Either that, we see someone like Bruno Fernando start or something along those lines. And I mean, I don't, I don't want to touch any of those value centers. Whoever starts there, um, but I think John Center, uh, John Collins will get a ton of center minutes either way. So John Collins becomes quite the elite play for me if if that happens. Um, and then on the other side, Devin Booker's ceiling—he's it's just maxed out with Paul there. I don't know, uh, it might it's be because of the slow pacer or whatever. Um, but I well, mean, the problem have... is
2: they're not—they're not—they're not spacing their playing like they're playing them together too much, and that's changed with Cameron Payne out, who's doubtful again because Cameron Payne's been their backup point guard. So what they've been doing the last couple of games is Devin Booker has been in running essentially the point when Chris Paul has been sitting and resting on the, on the bench. That makes me a little bit more into in Booker, but still, like you said, like this, the assist rate and stuff, he has fallen off a cliff for Devin Booker. Who was he ever like the the highest assist guy? Of course not. But like, he is playing way more off the ball this year, which is giving him a lot of shot opportunities. Still, but the peripherals aren't as high. Eighty three hundred. Like, if you told me this time last year, eighty three hundred would be a little bit too expensive for Booker, I'd call you crazy. But I don't know, like. Chris Paul doesn't have the ceiling usually, but their ceilings have been similar this year with how this offense is running. Chris Paul's got a great matchup. He's always in that seven K to seven two range, and he's been playing way higher minutes lately. He started the season playing low low thirties, high twenty minutes, and now he's been in that thirty three to thirty six range. Like if I want to play anybody from this team, I kind of like Chris Paul, especially with campaign out. Like he can just continue to play more minutes as they don't have the depth at point guard. Um there might yeah. be a starting lineup change for Phoenix too. I think they headed towards it. I think we see Cam Johnson start over Jay Crowder in this game. He's forty one hundred. His minutes were trending upward. Didn't play. He only played eighteen minutes in the blowout last game. But Cam Johnson at forty one hundred, I actually like a lot.
1: Yeah, no, um, I, I played him last time and it was chalky. I didn't realize how chalky he was going to be. If not, I would probably avoid that because I don't want to play a bench guy at that price. But he's his minutes are trending upward. Uh, he saw 18 last time because of the blowout, but 29, 27, 23, 22, 22. So it's up there and he's got some promise there, especially in a plus matchup against Atlanta. So like I said, I like both sides. And Cam Johnson, he's going to be one of my favorite value guys. I, I hope because he burned everybody that it's uh he's less chalky, but uh we'll have to wait and see the problem
2: the problem is i think he's going to start so people are going to be on him once they see him start but i could be wrong maybe they start sarge but i did see that they're expected to change their starting lineup in some way obviously you kind of do the math right chris paul's not leaving the starting lineup booker's not leaving the starting lineup bridges isn't leaving the starting lineup and deandre isn't leaving the starting lineup so do the math that's the power four position that's left
1: yeah no for sure so uh that's something to keep an eye on to see who does start there um I mean, Jay, Jay Crowder, he's, he's good, man. I like him with the heat. I don't know what's going on. It seems like he's pretty – he's just taking a step back now. man. And Cam Johnson's eating to, into those minutes, So I do like Cam Johnson, even even if he doesn't start. I like Cam Johnson quite a bit. The, again, we, we need more value on this slate, and he's going to be one of the better value guys. I, I'm okay running like Cam Johnson and Chris Paul and then running back with like Trey or John Collins or somebody. I think this game stays close, and again – I can't trust Devin Booker right now until I see a ceiling game. Um, he was headed towards that, but, you know, we can't predict blowouts, and because of the blowout, it did cap everybody. Um, but Chris Paul did get some run in that blow those blowout minutes, so uh, I think he's definitely in play, as you mentioned.
2: Cool. Anything else from this game? Nope. I think we can move on. All right. This This next one's pretty interesting. You have New Orleans at the Clippers. Pelicans dealing with some injuries. Both Lonzo, or Lonzo Balls already been rolled out with a knee injury. Eric Bledsoe is questionable with an eye injury. Um, Calling it right eye irritation. Like, if both these guys sit, you add the fact that J.J. Redick is probable, but he's a little banged up. Like, we'll have to see a lot of minutes from Josh Hart, who's a really, really good rebounder. So if he gets more minutes, he could be, you know, an eight-rebound guy at the guard position, which you don't get very often. And then Alexander Walker would get more run and potentially potentially be – Maybe the value play of the slate at thirty one hundred. So Lonzo's already out. Let's we'll start with that. What does that do for the uh, for the Pelicans? And then if Bledsoe sits, I mean Brandon Ingram is yeah. already a massive usage player. Zion's price is down, and then we'll see more opportunities from Alexander Walker, Hart, uh, guys like that.
1: Yeah, no, I think uh, I think what we're gonna see is probably Nikhil Alexander Walker start anyways for ball. And I think uh, if Bledsoe's out, which I think it's likely. I don't, I don't think he plays tomorrow, but we'll see what happens. Um, you know, Bledsoe, whenever he's questionable because he sucks, he's usually out, which is fine. It might be a plus for them. Um, but, yeah, I think this is a interesting spot because it will be either Josh Hart or, or J.J. Reddick. You know, it depends on, on who we get there um, in the lineup. Um, but these are going to be two of the value guys. Like, we again, we need value. Josh Hart's a little expensive for 5400 mm-hmm. so I kind of don't want to go that route. It's more Alexander Walker. Like, I want to load up on him. I don't care if he's chalk. I think he's good chalk even with all the usage guys around him. And especially if Bledsoe's out, he becomes one of the elite plays at 3,100. So um, that being said, because Bledsoe's out, opens up usage. So I'm okay playing Ingram and Zion together. It seems like I like all these expensive guys from every team. But uh, this, is a, this is a very good play, and I, I don't think it'll get as much ownership. You know, Yeah, maybe people will trend towards there. They'll think maybe there's a blowout. Uh, you know, New Orleans is playing at one of the slowest paces in the league right now. Um, but I, I still like it. I think this is a, a good matchup. I think the Clippers' defense is, is very overrated. Uh, and I, I like this game quite a bit, especially from the New Orleans side, which we were talking about. So uh, Ingram and Zion, they're both in play with no ball or blood. So it's going to be their show.
2: Yeah, I like the $7,300 price tag for Zion. Yeah. Um... I th- he's been a lot more aggressive offensively lately, Not, uh, 19, 17, and 22 shots over his last three games. Um, the rebounding has been a little bit up and down, but he's still averaging eight per game. Um, all he needs to do, really, get a little more consistent with like the, the shot blocking, and if he becomes a little bit more of a facilitator, which maybe he does if Bledsoe is out alongside Lonzo, then he has a massive ceiling, obviously. So I like I like Zion at that price. What about the Clippers? I mean, they've been another team that have been kind of tough for me. Like Paul George has been great this year. Ka- Kawhi Leonard's always in play, especially at ninety seven hundred. But the problem is, like, how do you play Kawhi at ninety seven hundred when you have LeBron and 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 uh, well, I guess and, and Anthony Davis he plays, but LeBron and Kevin Durant. Like, I I just prioritize LeBron and especially Kevin Durant over Kawhi Leonard.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I again, Kawhi never gets ownership, and it's really because you know Paul George is playing at a. At a high level this year, he's uh, you know, he's playing MVP like It seems like he's back to normal with getting back with his old trainer and whatnot. Um, I think I think quite sneaky here, but I'm not going to focus it around there again. He's I very sneaky. LeBron. He's going
2: to be. I, I'm interested to see what his how popular he's going to be because you he's have him right popular. next to LeBron and and Durant.
1: Yeah, he's not going to be popular at all. You know, um, again, uh, I think it's it's totally viable, but they're playing they're playing at slow. New Orleans is playing at such a slow pace that. I kind of don't want to go Kawhi here Um, and and I don't want Paul George either. I mean, they're, they're just expensive. Um, I I get it. Like if we run Zion and Ingram, you do want to bring it back. So it's close with like a Kawhi Paul George, but it's just the price tag scares me a little bit off this. Um, So with the new Orleans usage open, I do like those guys. Um, I'll probably go Zion or Ingram with Nikhil Alexander Walker and then not bring it back with anyone. Unfortunately, I like the other payups. Like, LeBron, if AD is out, or KD, um, or even so
2: Yeah, and 6K for Serge Ibaka is way too much, in my opinion, so not going there either. (laughs) All right, let's close it out. Portland at Sacramento. Pretty interesting game. Damian Lillard's on the injury report. He's probable, though, with an ankle injury. Um, CJ McCollum, though, has been playing outstanding this year. Uh, It's it's weird, because last year, when he was playing alongside Lillard, his ceiling was capped at like that 39, 40-point range, but he has now been... Austin this year. He's averaging 28 points per game. He's gone over 50 fantasy points I think five times. 8,600, I mean, it's a pretty good matchup for both him and Lillard. And these are two other guys that are expensive, especially Lillard at 9,500 that might get overlooked because of the cheap price tags on some of these other superstars on the slate. This is mm-hmm. obviously a very stackable game, though. I mean, Sacramento's playing really fast. Their defense has been terrible this year. Portland's defense isn't anything to write home about. Uh, plus you have Yusuf Nurkic who's questionable um, he only played nine minutes before leaving the game you have Enes Cantor who's 4,800 but like we've seen we saw Portland go to a small ball lineup against Toronto and Toronto was kind of going small ball as well which helped where they were playing a lot of you know Covington and Kamala Anthony in the front court
1: yeah I mean it, that was very interesting but I think Kanter is 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 a great player you know I don't think they can play small ball here with like a bigger lineup there. Like it's it's going to be, you know, Holmes and Bagley, uh, and, and those guys White and Harrison size. Barnes there. Yeah. And Whiteside. So they can't really play small ball. So Canada's going to have to be a bruiser down there. So I do like, uh, I do like Canada's spot. I think Nurkic will be out. So I'm going to play for the late game hammer to be, you know, Nikhil Alexander Walker for value Cantor's great value here. Um, and then I do like both sides here. Uh, again, uh, totally game stack viable. I wouldn't go CJ and Dame. Uh, many times they won't both smash. It'll be probably CJ or Dame here. And then bring it back with Fox. I think Fox is in a great spot here. Um, you know, I can't trust Bagley. I can't trust Holmes right now. I mean, I, I do like Holmes a little bit more if, if Nurkic is out, but we won't know. So I don't want to take up that $6,400 price tag really with Holmes. So for me, it's, it's really just going Fox, Dame or CJ in this game for me.
2: Yeah, I like Fox at 7,400. It's a really fair price tag on him. Um, I think, and it's canner, by the way, in what is it, 190 minutes with Nurkic off the floor, 1.3 fantasy points per minute, 49% rebounding rate. So when he's on the floor, he's going to just gobble up every rebound if Nurkic is inactive. Um, mm-hmm. I think you could take a shot on Melo at 4,200 if he gets more run. Uh, if they play some small ball in this game at, in some in some spots, which uh, I agree, it's it's not as likely as it was last game where they were playing a lot of Siakam at the 5 or Chris Boucher at the 5, but um, it's, it's possible he gets to like 30 minutes. And then, yeah, like Harrison Barnes is coming off a huge game. He's 6,700. Like, he has such a safe uh, floor for minutes, but his ceiling is, you know, it's probably around 40 fantasy points. I just... I don't really get to him much. Buddy Heald is probable. I haven't played him much, although his usage has been much higher. and His minutes have been much higher because he doesn't have to share time with Bogdanovich anymore. I continue to play Bagley in tournaments every slate. It, it's paid off once, and that was the Chicago game. And I was lucky because I think Fox got hurt in that game. <laughs> but like, I still believe if they, if, if they give him 30 minutes, he can smash in a decent matchup. So I have some moderate interest in him. But yeah, it's hard when... And as is in the same position, and he's 4,800. Um, yeah, I part of me wants to get make sure I have some exposure to Dame or McCollum. Just if I'm playing a lot of lineups, this game is really juicy in terms of fantasy. Great individual matchup for both these guys. Um, so I probably will get to some of them, but I do agree. Like in a vacuum, I'd rather play LeBron, Durant, um, mm-hmm. maybe even Anthony Davis if he plays. Yeah, I want to see if value
1: opens up. Yeah, I'll have to see what has value. If any value opens up, but it looks like you know Alexander Walker, Cantor, Melton are, are going to be my favorite values as of right now,
2: for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. Javi, appreciate you coming on. Um, let everybody know what you're going to have on the docket in terms of content for Wednesday. Uh, I know you do a lot of the live streams. It's like every time I open up yeah. the computer, it's it's you and and somebody else on a live stream and. And as for content for me, I'll be doing the game-by-game article and the five stats article. So tell everybody what you're doing for basketball and anything else. And like you said, we have hockey starting on Wednesday as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. We got a hockey opening night. So I have uh, two articles up for for goalies and core stacks there. And then for basketball, um, I will not be on. I I do have an NHL live stream tomorrow. So it's the first one we do with FTN. I'll be on with Chris Meaney. And then uh, I'll have NBA live stream, though, um, Thursday and Friday. Plus football content, plus esports content every day. So I'll be doing everything, man. I did my hat, my hat and everything. You know how it goes, Adam.
2: The final question I have for you: Are the Buffalo Bills Probably. winning the Super Bowl?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they have a good <laughs> shot. I, I honestly do. Um, I, I, I'm going to be stacking them this weekend, so I'm sure you're happy to hear that. I stacked <laughs> them last week and it worked out. So let's do it.
2: Might be a little snow, but if they if that can help. Slow down Lamar Jackson. I'm all here for it. but
1: Bill's Mafia, baby. Let's
2: do it. Let's go. Best of luck, everybody, on Wednesday's slate. Make sure you're checking out all the content at FTN, especially Javi's NHL stuff, which, like you said, he has two articles live now. The, the, the season starts on Wednesday. It's just another sport and another way to make some money and have some success playing uh, daily fantasy and season-long fantasy. Best of luck. I'll be back on when, uh, Thursday. I think Kyle Murray's going to be joining me on the podcast, so that'll be exciting. And uh, check out the content. Like I said, have a good one. We'll see you guys on Thursday.
0: Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the FTN NBA Podcast with Adam and Joe. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast.